This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal Podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I wanted to dive very shallowly into the musical, film, comedy, whatever you want to call it by Bo Burnham Inside. If you don't know who Bo Burnham is, he's a internet influencer, comedian, just like many young adults in the early 2000s to the late 2010s. He became a viral sensation on the app Vine. And if you have no idea what Vine is, it's okay, I'll fill you in. Basically like the older sibling of TikTok. Originally, it was six second long videos, which doesn't sound like a lot to work with, but... Believe it or not, many comedians that we see working in Hollywood today made not only a living from Vine, but got their name into the spotlight very aggressively because of it. And Bo Burnham was one of those individuals. His Vines were very, you know, I want to say they were unique to the idea of what it means to be funny. They were very heavily based in music and the music itself was very unique. It was weird. It was a lot of heavy 808s and synthesizers. And then the things that he say would be so outlandish and out of pocket and awkward and weird and just random thoughts, really. And I think that's what really made his comedy so unique and such a success. Now, recently, he has put out a short film that is exclusive on Netflix called The Inside. And apparently... Now, I haven't actually sat down and watched the film itself. Really, what I've been doing is just listening to the soundtrack, a.k.a. the music from the film. And it is the most outlandish, out-of-pocket, and ironically hilarious thing that I have probably heard in a very long time. It is, it's the musical aspect, though, that I really wanted to focus in on. But even still, the comedy that comes with it is so clever and so unique And I think it calls for a very specific type of sense of humor to enjoy properly because the vocabulary is very, you know, it's very, it's not very, what's the word that I'm looking for? The vocabulary is very sophisticated. And I'm using that term very carefully because it's a lot of like very strong and elongated words that can be used to simplify the situations that he's describing, but it's really more of like this weird Al Yankovic kind of ideology where he's making parodies of the world. So in the same concept that weird Al Yankovic makes parodies of other music or real life situations with the help of other music, Bo Burnham has managed to do something very similar, but it's more of a... It's more of a it's more of an ironic twist to the idea of I'm making fun of this thing that happens all the time. You know, I'm just making it extremely, extremely obvious. I'm making it extremely, extremely obvious what it is that I'm doing. So a perfect example, and honestly, I wasn't even call me what you want, but I'm not the type of person who like follows trends very heavily. So everyone was talking about this for a really long time and I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. But of course I'm on TikTok and people on TikTok have been using his songs to generate their own form of, of comedy and videos. And eventually I just said, fuck it. You know, uh, I was on my Apple Music and they offered the exclusive soundtrack. So it's just the music from the movie. 
So even though I haven't actually sat down and watched the film, I've listened to the soundtrack enough to kind of get an idea of where it's going. And then, of course, I've seen snippets and videos of each of the songs and et cetera, et cetera. But one of the best ones from this little playlist of his is a song titled Welcome to the Internet. Now, this song is very straightforward. But that's also the point. The, 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 com- the comedic sense is a very straightforward and obvious thing. But again, it's making fun of itself. It's, it's parodying itself. It's talking about itself. And he does this by talking about himself as well as the situations that he's addressing in every single song and detail. So in Welcome to the Internet... <laughs> And welcome to the internet. It starts off very, you know, upbeat and chipper. The music itself starts off very upbeat and chipper. It's very inviting. It's very warm. It's very playful. It's very fun. But then as you start to progress in the song, it speeds up. It becomes more aggressive. It becomes more heightened. It becomes more, you know, panic stricken. And it goes from this chipper, upbeat, kind of boppy tune to now it feels like I'm I'm being chased by a serial killer. And it doesn't turn dark until the very, very end of the song where I would like to describe it as the chase intensifies. So this entire time it's rattling off this very, you know, hyper passive aggressive chase music. And then the song speeds up and there's like, you're running faster and faster and faster. And then it just like explodes into this terrifying realization. And I feel like musically, that's kind of what he's driving for. It's like, yeah, you're on the internet. You get to, you know, play around, play games and interact with friends and family and share pictures and and download movies. And it's all hunky-dory, fine and dandy. But there's also this very underlying dark tone that is the internet. So let's dive into just a little bit of the lyrics here. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet? There's no need to panic. This isn't a test. Just nod and shake your head and we'll do the rest. Now, this is the beginning of the song. So it it, it very lightly sprinkles that weird underlining thing that the internet truly, truly is. The internet is a very wonderful, beneficial, and helpful place, but at the same time, it's a very dark and terrifying and horrible place. And that only progressively gets worse as the song itself progresses. So I'm going to just skip down to the end where the chase kind of starts to intensifies and becomes a bit more aggressive. So during this part of the song, he's speaking very, very quickly. The music has sped up to an alarming degree. It has sped up very quickly and intensely. And he's just saying pretty much anything and everything. And 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 literally, he does say anything and everything, <laughs> which I will recite to you here in just a moment. But during his entire spiel, it's like 100% accurate. Everything that he's saying is 100% the truth. So let's dive into it real quick. He says, see a man beheaded, get offended, see a shrink, show us pictures of your children, tell us every thought you think, start a rumor, buy a broom, or send a death threat to a boomer, or DM a girl and groom her, do a Zoom or find a tumor, and here's a healthy breakfast option. 
you should kill your mom. Here's why women never fuck you. Here's how you can build a bomb. <laughs> so the, the part that I just read before, <laughs> it's, it's so clever. And his lyricism is so clever. It's so uniquely put together. It's so... It's so amazing. This is a very, this is basically a very long poem that he cleverly wordplated with down to the syllables and sounds of it. So this part is actually read, start a rumor by a broomer, send a death threat to a boomer or DM a girl and groomer do a zoom or find a tumor. So he has the oomer. If, if that's a clever way to, so it, it kind of blurs all of the words into each other where it sounds like he's just saying the same thing over and over again. When you really break it down, it's amazing just how much he was able to fit in just two or three lines, which equates to about one or two bars. And it just, it, it just works so well together. And it's also actually quite, kind of terrifying. And then, of course, the outro of the song is, Can I interest you in everything all of the time? A little bit of everything all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything all of the time. And that's how the song ends. And it is, it, I've never heard someone depict just how, out of control the internet is, which I've heard it before. I've, I've done my own analysis of the internet in itself and just how dangerous it can be, how ruthless it can be, how out of pocket it can be. But this was the first time I've actually heard it like performed perfectly in a song. And it was really, really impressive. When I really just sat down and listened to it, I was very, very, very impressed. Um, there's another song on here that I absolutely love, and it is the funniest thing I have heard in a very long time. The song is called Sexting, and again, he's very literal. It's very much straight to the point, but it's, it's, it's the demeanor and his tone and how he says it and what he's saying that really just makes it this hilarious thing. So the music is very soft. It's kind of groovy. It's got this nice little bop to it, you know, and it's basically just describing his night sex texting or sexting this random girl and just how if you're like an awkward single guy in his 30s, you know, you don't do shit like this on a regular basis. And sexting was really a big thing when, you know, Gen Z's were like teenagers because that's when texting kind of became this really big thing. And you only used emojis to express yourself. And you had those, you know, signatures. I don't know if people remember having signatures on their text messages where at the end of every text message, it would be a, you know, a hashtag or your name or something cute or something silly or something stupid. It was just a long time ago, but people did it. And sexting was a very big thing when texting became a really big thing. And it's it's evolved now the way that everything does. But I think now it's a bit more of, um, you know, you got to really be into it. And you can, you can find nudes of anyone anywhere on the internet. You know, you can find nudes. You can find videos of people fucking each other on the internet that you probably never even thought. Well, you can find anything on the internet. So sexting is kind of played out now, unless you're in like a long distance relationship or you're just like, you know, still trying to feel each other out type thing. But 
it's not really a super big thing that's done unless you absolutely 100% trust the person. And even then, it can still be pretty risky. But I digress. So let's dive into these lyrics really, really quickly. And I, and again, I just think this is hilarious. Just, and I think it's how literal it is. That makes it so funny to me. There's no fancy metaphors. There's no complicated, you know, comparisons. It's just straight to the point. So the song starts off. I'm in my bed and I'm ready to go with you. Tonight, I'm thinking of taking it slow. We'll use emojis only. We don't need phonerical diction. We'll talk dirty like we're ancient Egyptian. Now that that was that was pretty good. When I first heard that, I laughed out loud because I was like, "Damn, that's pretty funny." Because I don't think anyone would even think to make that connection that sending emojis back and forth is very similar to hieroglyphics. But again, it's very straight to the point, and it doesn't take much to make that connection between one thing and the other. It's not super simplistic, but it's very cleverly put together and I think I can appreciate that uh then then the, the <laughs> oh man the rest of the verse you send me a peach I send a carrot back you send a ferris wheel that's pretty abstract I send back a ticket stub implying that the ferris wheel is your body and I'd really love admission to it oh no what if now you're thinking I'm implying your vagina is as big as a ferris wheel <laughs> Now, when I heard that line, I was, I, of course, I snickered. I thought it was funny. But I think, and this is just me, I would have gone in a different direction. In the same way in Welcome to the Internet, he did that over, you know, syllable sound, that like re repetition over and over again. It kind of, you know, made it collapse into one and it was kind of hard to follow. I would do something very similar here. And this is just a very minor thing that me, myself, I would do. So he says, what if now you're thinking I'm implying your vagina is as big as a Ferris wheel? I would have said, what if now you're thinking I'm implying your vagina is the size of a Ferris wheel? Because it has, so it has that eyes syllable repetition over and over again. And it's it still kind of comes into itself very neatly. And it, it's not too choppy with size and big because they're relatively the same thing. But it just kind of gives off that similar illusion. And maybe he just didn't want to repeat the same repetitional tactic from one song to the other. But it just made it easier for me to say. So when I'm singing the song to myself, I'll say size instead of big. And it just makes more sense in my head. And then another line throughout the song that I would have also changed. And this, again, this is just me. Nothing wrong. With how the song sounds as it is. The song is fine. Um, there's, a <laughs> there's, a point, there's a point where he says, I'm getting hot at just the thought of what I do to you. Because in my head, I'm in your bed and getting through to you. They've made the internet for nights like these. I love you. <laughs> I love you, baby. Send a picture of your tits, please. Now, in that line... Instead of saying, because in my head, I'm in your bed and getting through to you, I would have said, because in my head, I'm in your bed and I'm pursuing you. Now, that might be a bit of a reach with the ooh sound or syllables, but again, that's just me. And uh, there's nothing wrong with what he said, but that's just what I would have said if I was writing a song. But obviously, I'm not Bo Burnham, so... 
that's neither here nor there. And the last song that I want to talk about from this amazing, oh my goodness, from this amazing project of his is All Eyes On Me. Now, I originally just wanted to talk about All Eyes On Me, but I also didn't want people to see the title and think I was talking about Tupac and then they click on, I'm talking about some random white guy from Massachusetts. I didn't want to be deceiving. And then there were so many other moments throughout this project that I just had to bring up that I just figured, fuck it, I would just talk about my three favorite songs from the project. Um, All Eyes on Me, though, is not so much a lyrical favorite of mine, but rather a musical favorite of mine. And when I say the music in this song right here is it's stimulating to the senses. It's this overwhelming. It's the type of music that I would listen to just on my day to day. It's it's the type of music that I would listen to, like in my free time, like and then the lyrics. And it's not just the lyrics again. But he also changes his voice. He adds like all of these filters on top of his voice to make it sound, you know, more muffled, deeper. There's this humongous echo. It's so angelic in a weird sense, but it's like, I can't even describe it. The music is just so, there's so much bass. And I think the frequencies from it kind of stimulates in this weird type of internal way that I really can't explain, but it's this overwhelming beauty of the song that I am just crazy about. And and now that I've started listening to it as much as I have been, the lyrics have kind of started to dawn on me as well. And this is probably the number one TikTok sound that you'll hear from Inside by Bo Burnham, just because of one little line. But again, it's not the lyrics, it's the music. And he produces, he produced this entire thing himself. He did everything on his own. And I think that is very worth noting that he he is first and foremost a musician who just likes to make music that makes people laugh. And I can appreciate that. So really quick, the lyrics for All Eyes On Me. Get your fucking hands up. Get on out of your seats. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. Get your fucking hands up. Get on out of your seats. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. Are you feeling nervous? Are you having fun? It's almost over. It's just begun. Don't overthink this. Look in my eye. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Come on in. The water's fine. And I don't know what it is about that. That that particular... I don't know what it is, but I just really, really like that. Because it's, it's like your mind is trying to tell you to stay calm, but your brain is worrying about every little thing that's outside of your control and you're panicking. So in the same time you're starting to panic, you're trying to maintain this cool, calm, and collective attitude and you're literally fighting with yourself. And there's this really important portion of the song, like smack dab in the middle, where he's telling a story about his career, basically. And he was saying how he had went on hiatus for about five years to get better control of his mental health because he was having anxiety attacks while he was on stage performing for people. And then just when he was ready to finally get back out there and he improved on his mental health and he had beaten the, the, the stage fright and he was ready to perform and get back out there and let people hear who he was and do what he does, Right then at that moment is when the pandemic hit. 
and everything that he had planned for the year 2020 had to be postponed or canceled. And it's very ironic. And what's even more ironic is the song itself is like that that battle of I want to be on stage and I want to perform and I want people to see me. So when he says, get your fucking hands up, get on out of your seats, all eyes on me, he's saying that literally like, pay attention. I'm doing something that I need you to recognize. I need you to acknowledge. I need you to understand. But at the same time, he's like terrified in the back of his head, in the back of his head, he is absolutely terrified and then it repeats again toward the end uh are you feeling nervous are you having fun are you feeling nervous are you having fun contradicts itself it's almost over it's just begun contradicts itself don't overthink it look in my eyes don't be scared don't be shy come on in the water's fine just just go for it dive in do what you gotta do maintain stay afloat so stay calm, don't panic, but also take that chance, take that risk, do what you're afraid to do, but don't panic. You're afraid, but you can't panic. You're doing something risky, but you have to stay calm. You're terrified, but you're having a good time. It's, it's so ironic, but it's so amazing at the same time. And I just love the way it, it feels. I love the way the music feels. I love the words that are being said. And some people would like cut the story out of the song, but I think the story is important because it really just shows the irony. The overall irony of the song is I'm doing something that is risky. I'm taking a shot of a lifetime. I'm taking the biggest risk of my career. I'm terrified. But I'm also having a whole lot of fun. I'm also enjoying myself. I'm doing something that I love. I'm embracing it, but I'm terrified. It's like this amateur definition of bravery where you do something even though you know it's dangerous, even though you know it's risky, even though you know you can get hurt. You do it anyway. It can be mistaken for stupidity, sure. But the fact of the matter is you took a chance at something that would more or less terrify an average person and is over is extremely terrifying to you, but you do it anyway. And I just think that that's, I just think that that's, that's lovely. I don't, and maybe that's why I like it so much. It's ironic as hell. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it really is. And I, I, I hate myself for not even looking into this sooner because it really is fucking incredible. And he deserves all of the, Everything that he's getting from inside right now, he deserves it because it's amazing. And then some honorable mentions from this project of his, a white woman's Instagram. <laughs> a white woman's Instagram has to be the biggest shot against white women that I've heard in a while. And I'm pretty sure there's other things out there that exist. Um, there's other comedians, especially white comedians, talk more about white women than anybody else. But it's, again, it's ironic because all he's doing is describing posts and pictures that basic and typical and average and everyday white women post on their Instagrams. And this is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Um, another honorable mention is problematic, where he kind of addresses himself. Because as a person gains fame and popularity, this is about the time where people will, 
you know, go through the woodworks to dig up any dirt on that person they can possibly find. They will look for any and everything to attack you and make you seem like a villain or a problem or a suspect or an issue or just something terrible to any kind of community. So basically what he's doing in Problematic is addressing that issue before anybody else can get their hands on it. So he's just basically saying, you know, I started doing this stuff when I was really, really young. I was really, really stupid. I grew up in a conservative town with a lot of conservative white people doing a lot of conservative white people shit. Looking back at it then, I didn't see anything wrong with what I was doing. But that was before I gained exposure to the world, to the actual problems, to the issues that people are facing. And now I'm seeing that the things that I have done, the things that I have said are an issue and it's a problem. So the fact that he's willing to address his own mistakes before anybody else can get their hands on it is, is notable. And I think that makes him, you know, a step ahead of the people who would probably try to tear down his career. He's already acknowledged it. So there's nothing that you can say because I've already made it clear that I've done these things and I know that it was wrong. So you don't have any dirt on me. I already put the dirt out there. Uh, last honorable mention <laughs> is a song called Shit. And I have not heard a more relatable song. And it's not that long, but it's very, very relatable. It's that like postpartum depression slash anxiety, you know, that most young people, especially Gen Zers, have this problem where they just feel bad all the time. They have no idea why. Nothing in their life is really going wrong. It's just a lot of things outside of their control that is making them feel anxious or, you know, less confident or they just aren't motivated to get their lives together. And that's pretty much what it is. But again, that's the lyrics. The music is very, it's very poppy. It's very bumping. It's very, let's have a good time and party. And the literal song is saying, I feel like shit. I don't really feel like getting lit. How do you feel? Well, I feel like shit. And it's just, I can't explain to you why. I can't tell you why. But I just feel like shit. And I, <laughs> when people say, when so-and-so said this, I felt that, I felt that whole song. Because I get that. No, not knowing what's wrong with you, but knowing that something's wrong with you is the worst feeling in the world. I don't really know what it is. I don't really know why I'm feeling like this. I just know that I am. And it sucks. So that was Bo Burnham's Inside. Again, the film is available on Netflix. The soundtrack is available on streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music. Me personally, I'm listening to it on Apple Music. Um, and it's, it's a listen. If you got the right sense of humor, you'll enjoy it. If you're a musician, you may appreciate the musical aspects of it. The fact that he put this entire thing together from start to finish is credible. As an artist, he's doing a great job. I don't see any reason for him to slow down or stop because he's doing great things with his music. And he's just trying to make a point. That's all. Nothing political, nothing too standoffish, nothing, you know, abruptly front and center. But he's just making a point. I think it speaks more to his generation than anybody else. And I can appreciate that. But anyway, that was my tangent on Inside. I appreciate the listen. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I will speak with you later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.